This is the SEO Mindset Podcast with your hosts, Sarah McDowell and Tasmin Sullivan. This podcast is for SEO professionals and each week with the help of our wonderful guests, we discuss the important stuff that actually affects our careers and progression, but sadly often doesn't get talked about. You know, the invaluable soft and interpersonal skills that are often taken for granted, such as the skills we need for listening, time management, communication, and more. We also talk about the big issues that affect us and our careers, such as burnout, imposter syndrome, self-belief, saying no, plus other big issues and obstacles. With this podcast, we want to share knowledge on topics that unlock our listeners' true potential and enhance not only their careers, but all parts of their lives. So are you ready to prioritize your own personal growth and career development? Then let's crack on with this week's episode. Hello everyone and thank you for joining with us for another episode of the SEO Mindset Podcast. Today you have myself, Tasma Suleiman, and my wonderful guest, Sukaina, who is a nutritionist and is going to talk to us about so many important things around our nutrition and career and productivity. So Sukaina is um, a registered nutritionist. She has a degree in human nutrition. She's worked with so many organizations, FTSE 100 companies, non-government organizations, charities, and she has made it her purpose to support adult and children nutrition help. She um, has left her corporate role and has now gone on her own. She runs her own clinic and specializes in helping adults lead healthier lives by really deep diving into issues like emotional eating, our relationships with food, hormones, gut health, you know, so much stuff. I'm really excited about hearing about all the stuff, all the knowledge that she has. And one thing I really love is that she has made it her um, aim not to focus on diets, but help us lead a good nutrition lifestyle without the needs of a fad diet or worrying about calories. Now, before I start talking to Sukain, I just wanted to give you all a little reminder that if you're enjoying our podcast, you can support us by donating Buy Me A Coffee. There is a link in the show notes. And also, if you want to connect with us just to say hello, tell us about anything that you enjoyed or give us a suggestion for another podcast, we are reachable on Twitter. So if you go to the seomindset.co.uk forward slash Twitter, you'll be able to find us there. And there's also a link in the show notes. So Sukaina, welcome. Thank you so much for coming here onto us, onto our podcast today. No worries. Thank you for having me. So tell me, what led you to get into nutrition? Um, So the reason why I got into nutrition is because I really wanted to um, be in a career, get have go into a career that I was helping people with their health. Um, and there's very there's so many different avenues to that, right? So I looked into things like child nursing, and then I went to um, do work experience with my own, um, you know, local nurse 
in my GP practice and I absolutely hated it because it was just crying children, poking needles everywhere. And I knew that I, that that's not what I wanted to do. I looked into things like speech and language therapy, physiotherapy. Um, and when I sort of landed on nutrition, um, I found it very interesting how food and diet plays a huge role in um, preventing disease and with sort of general health, with both physical and mental health. And I know that I wanted to sort of dive dive deeper into that, which is why I went on um, to study human nutrition um, as a degree. Yeah. And now you've taken the step to... Um, you know forward your career yourself in your own in your own business how is that different from corporate world um it's so different obviously um you are more in charge of your own time number one number two from a nutritionist perspective like you um have the ability to get into any sort of area that you want to to get into um in the corporate world you know um Although there is a lot of um, experience um, and I'm very, very grateful for that experience, I wanted to sort of broaden the horizon with, you know, the type of people I work with and the type of work that I do as well. And just opening up my own clinic and being able to meet so many different people um, with a very common desire to better their health, but in very different ways is, is quite fulfilling. And that's it's quite interesting. And no day is the same. So what would you say were the main problems people are facing when it comes to working out their own nutrition? Yeah. Number one is the the education base and the knowledge base. I think there's a lot of conflicting messaging online. Um, you know, everyone has an opinion about nutrition. And, you know, of course, there's so many different avenues to nutrition that somebody can take as well. Um but that conflicting messaging confuses a lot of people and they don't know what's right or wrong anymore. Um, and the thing with nutrition is like nothing, there's, it's not black and white, it's very gray. The evidence is constantly changing and you need to do what's right by you as an individual, which is where a nutritionist you know, support would be beneficial for you because they can sort of map out what works for you as an individual rather than following the crowd. So that's number one, that's the biggest challenge. Number two is probably the relationship with food that a lot of my clients have. Labeling food as good and bad is a huge, huge issue at the moment. You know, we need to start seeing food as food is food, food is fuel, but we eat food to make us feel better as well. You know, there's everyday foods that will fuel our body. And then there's sort of the occasional foods that are not going to provide us any nutrition or fuel us in that way, but they taste good. And, you know, they make us feel better, you know, and that's okay. And it's just understanding that all foods have a place in the diet, really, Mm -hmm. um, and not demonizing one food over the other. And I think that's a huge, huge issue that I, I see right now. Yeah, so there was, you know, fats are bad and sugar is bad and this is bad and that is bad. Yeah. Hopefully today we'll be able to um, dispel some of those myths. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, for for myself and for listeners out there, one big thing is how do you stay energised in your working day? So what would your advice be on that? How, do, how would I be able to increase my energy levels? Yeah. 
And this is a huge one that I see. So no matter whether you're working from home or in an office or whatever your environment looks like, it's really important to try to have somewhat of a of a structure to your meals. So having three meals per day is really important. Now, when we when we tend to skip meals, what will happen is our energy levels will naturally deplete. Um, and sometimes some days are busier than others. And this is why sort of prepping in advance and telling yourself that, okay, Tasman, I, I'm going to have a very busy day on Friday. I need to pre-prepare my lunch or my breakfast in advance. So it's ready to go. Um, so pre-organizing your time and having those three meals per day um, is really, really important. So your breakfast, lunch and dinner. I often get some people, um, you know, that I have as clients, they say that I don't like to eat first thing in the morning. And that's fine if you don't want to have a heavy breakfast, but sort of grabbing a fruit or, you know, something like that, something small that will give you that that kickstart to your day is really, really important. Um Getting in your five a day is so, so important. We hear this so often as well, don't we? Like, make sure you get your five a day in. But what does that actually mean? Like, why do we need to get our five a day in? Um, You know, the promotion of fruits and vegetables is there because fruits and vegetables contain so many different vitamins and minerals and antioxidants and fiber that will fuel us. That will give us energy for longer. Um, And what I'm not saying is sit there eating a raw carrot for example, you know, for breakfast, but it's, you know, being really, um, what's the word, being really like um, creative with it and seeing whether, you know, you can add some fruits into your porridge, for example, the extra bit of fruit, or for example, if you're having a curry for dinner, can you add in a portion of spinach to it to bump up the the fiber intake to bump up your, you know, your um, vegetable intake. So it's being really, really um, creative with how you can increase your fruits and vegetables and try to get five portions of fruits and vegetables in, in a way that suits you and is easy to you, for you. So that's another way of increasing um, your energy levels. And then also thinking about the variety as well. So what I tell my clients is when you're looking at your plate, look at the color, look at how much color is on your plate right think about the rainbow and the more color that you have on your plate the more polyphenols that we have and polyphenols is basically the compound that gives um the color to the fruits and vegetables and the more polyphenols that's the the fruits and veg you know the fruits and vegetables that you're consuming have the better for your gut health for example the more fiber they're getting in the more vitamins and minerals you're getting in so it's so important that you're looking at the color and the variety and the diversity of fruits and vegetables as well um, to give you that boost of energy. Um, and then things like, you know, like I said, gut health, right? Our having a good gut is really, really important because it's like the ecosystem, really it's our powerhouse. Um, and it's an ecosystem for so many different bugs in our in our in our gut. Um, and there's good bugs and there's bad bugs and those good bugs will basically help support health things like energy levels mood concentration metabolism skin health so it's so important that we're feeding those good bugs these polyphenols and the fiber to basically enhance their capability and support health so basically just recap um have a structure yeah get your five a day and trying to incorporate as many different types of um foods into your into your plate and a good way of gauging that would be the colors that are in your meals 
Yeah, and absolutely another one as well is protein as well. So try to get as much um, protein as you can um, to obviously, um, you know, the recommendation is two to three portions per day. And usually a portion is not sort of a, a half a handful of salmon or chicken or steak or 120 grams of like beans, for example. So trying to get in an adequate amount of protein um, will help you basically feel fuller for longer, which will mean that you'll, you'll, you'll feel energized for longer. And also proteins contain amino acids that, um, that we need to regulate our emotions. So if, for example, you're feeling really sad and tired, you know, those proteins can give you that lift that you need. Mm-hmm. What about water or any liquids? Yeah, I mean, it's really important that we're getting at least six to eight glasses of water per day um, because we know that if we start to get dehydrated, our energy levels are going to start depleting. Um, But sort of above that, it's so important that we are having water in our diet for things like, for example, um, you know, fluid will help transport um, nutrients across the blood, right? And again, that will have a knock-on effect on how we feel, for example, it helps with things like, you know, our skin, um, how we feel. So it's so important that we're getting that six to eight glasses per day. And it doesn't have to be just plain water. So some some of my clients don't like plain water. Um, so I say, you know, infuse it with some, um, with lemon, for example, or some cucumber to give it that flavor. Or go for sort of flavored um, water without the added sugar in it. Um, so there's so many different ways that you can get fluid in. Tea and coffee also count without the extra sugar, you know. Um, there's different ways that you can get your fluid in and, to f- you know, for you to feel more energised throughout the day. So eat regularly. If you know you're going to have a busy day, prep ahead. Make sure yeah. there's lots of um, f- fruit and vegetables and it doesn't have to be just, a, you know, on its own. It can be part of a meal and hydrate yeah. so that the, the benefits of you having a good nutrition can then be transported around your body exactly and even like hydrating fruits for example Mm. watermelon oranges you know as as some examples um think about how you can increase bump up your fluid intake it doesn't just have to be oh gosh i just have to drink six to eight glasses of water Mm. per day it doesn't have to be like that you know you have to think outside the box a little bit i'm a bit addicted to pomelo at the minute so oh, really? Yeah, it's bad. The other day I said to yes. my husband, um, don't don't even bother buying me flowers. If you want to treat me, just buy me a pomelo. I mean, who says things like <laughs> I mean, it's, it's so like, nice. I, I chop it up and I keep it um, just on the counter and I'll go mm-hmm. through the whole thing in one day. Um, yeah, that's <clears throat> you, you mentioned protein as a... Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the importance of having protein. Could you go through mm. the food groups and explain to us why why they're important? Because, yeah. you know, in, in my very many years on this planet, I've heard of fad diets like, you know, just have cabbage soup and live on cabbage soup for the whole of the day or have protein and cut out the carb or cut out the fat. And it gets... You know, you think, you know, this is going to make sense and this is going to work and they do work for a while, but it's not sustainable. I never found any of them sustainable. Yeah, 
No, absolutely. And this is where with fad diets, if it's too realistic to be true or it promises you um, quick fixes, you know it's a fad diet, right? The the whole approach to healthy eating should be quite balanced and we need all of our food groups in our diet um, to sort of sustain us and sustain our function and make us feel the best that we, we possibly, you know, want to feel. Um, so the different food groups are your fruits and vegetables, carbohydrates, dairy, protein, um, and fat. Now, obviously people are like, oh gosh, carbohydrates and fats are, are the enemy, right? We should completely stay away from that, but it's simply not true. Um, we need a bit of fat in our diet to function, especially for things like heart health and brain health. Um, and we need carbohydrates in our diet as well. So like, let's let's break it down a little bit and go through sort of the different types. So we have fruits and vegetables. We already spoke about that. We need at least five different um, portions of fruits and vegetables in per day. Usually a portion is around 80 grams or a handful counts as a portion. Um, so again, like I said, think about plant diversity, think about color. You'll get your, you'll get your vitamins, your minerals, your antioxidants, all of which will fuel you. Um, then we have carbohydrates. So carbohydrates, again, people think, oh, you know, it, it's going to make me gain weight and we should completely, you know, remove it from our diet. But it's so important to have carbohydrates in our diet. And usually for, so, for, for the average person, a third of your diet should come from carbohydrates. Um, and it were, it's basically the body's uh, main source of energy. Okay. And um, there's different types of carbohydrates as well. So we have refined carbohydrates, so things like your cakes, your biscuits, your pastries, all of that. And then we have complex carbohydrates, so things like your grains and your, your oats. Those complex carbohydrates is what we need to be aiming for. And we need to be having um, at least on average three to four portions per day. Um, and that's the average person. Obviously, this differs depending on certain, you know, requirements, etc. But this is sort of for the average person. Um, and, uh, you know, a portion is two handfuls of dried rice or pasta or two slices of bread. So it's important that we're getting those refined carbohydrates in and opting for the whole grains to give us more fiber, which will keep us fuller for longer, which will give us more energy for longer and not shy away from it. Um it's, it's very much part of our diet. And, you know, we need to expect, accept that. We need to um, embrace that. It's it's a good thing. It's, you know, it will give us the energy that we need. Um, then we have dairy. So dairy is, you know, things like cheese, semi-skim milk, um, f um, yogurt, for example. And we need two to three portions of dairy in our diet per day. Um, and it's important for things like, um, you know, our bones and our teeth um uh, you know and it's important that we are mindful of portion sizes as well so cheese obviously counts as a dairy source but it's more saturated fats than unsaturated fats and saturated fats is the ones that we have to be mindful of how much we're consuming because um too much of it can you know lead to a heart increased risk of um heart conditions for example so a portion of cheese is around 30 grams or two thumb size amounts of hard cheese, for example. So we can absolutely enjoy it and it will count, you know, as your dairy source because it will contain the calcium as well, which is great for you. But we have to be mindful of how much we're consuming. Um, 
And then we have, uh, which ones have I missed out? Protein. Protein, again, like I said, um, will keep you fuller for longer when you add it into, you know, your meal. Um, it's great for muscle growth and repair as well. We need, it helps with sort of um, mood because of the, the different amino acids found in protein. And we need two to three portions of protein per day. And again, usually a, um, a, a portion is around half a handful of like salmon or chicken or steak or 120 grams of like beans or lentils. Um, and then we have fat. So like I said, people again think fats, you know, before just a few years ago, people were like, especially in the news, it was demonized, right? Fat. So we can't, we can't have avocados. It's bad for you. It will raise cholesterol, et cetera, et cetera. But it's the type of fats that you're incorporating in your diet. You have the unsaturated and you have the saturated fats. Um, the unsaturated fats are things like your avocado, your oily fish, your nuts, your seeds. All of that will protect your heart, will protect your brain health, is really, really good for you. And then we have to start steering away or reducing how much saturated fats that we need or having in our diet. We need a little bit in our diet, but not at the levels that we're consuming. So things that are found in like, you know, out, you know, in the average chocolates or cakes and biscuits and things like that um, contains high levels of saturated fat. So we have to start, you know, reducing, reducing the amount that we have. So you talked about the demonization of fats. There's, you know, still is demonization of bread and the fact that you've said it's okay to yeah. have um, bread and especially if it's wholemeal and it's got added seeds, then that's that's good exactly exactly i think we just need to start again it comes down to so much conflicting messaging online mm -hmm. right um and it comes down to even the debate of like gluten whether we should have gluten in our diet there are certain people with gut conditions or you know have intolerances to um to gluten or allergies to gluten or have celiac disease that can't have gluten in their diet but majority of us it's absolutely okay. And it's just removing um, that, you know, removing those that bad information online and sieving through that and understanding what's right and what's wrong. And it's really hard to do with so much information online. Absolutely. This has been fascinating. We're going to take a small break right now. And when we come back, we're going to talk about another hot topic on nutrition, which is sugar. So I look forward to hearing more about that just in a few minutes. Hey, Sarah here from the SEO Mindset. Just a quick message to say if you would like to support the podcast, if you love what me and Tasmin are doing, then please do head on over to the seomindset.co.uk forward slash donate. I'll make sure there's a link in this episode show notes. And that will take you to our Buy Me A Coffee page. So here you can buy us as many coffees as you like to support us. So each coffee is a donation. And also you can leave us a message. Um, so that will make it easy for us to give you a shout out. Also, if you would like to reach out to us, maybe you want to say hello, ask us a question, request a shout out, um, maybe you want to come on as a guest, uh, we have Twitter, yes. So again, if you head on over to the seomindset.co.uk forward slash Twitter, again, I'll put a link in the show notes. Um, that's how you can reach out to us, both me and Tasmin. Um, so yes, thank you very much. 
So welcome back to the SEO Mindset podcast, where today we're talking to nutritionist Sugaina. And Sugaina, you know, talk, thinking about what we've been talking about before the break, what I've taken away from it is all of the food groups are really important in our diet and we shouldn't be discarding any one of them. But it's more about what you're adding rather than what you're taking away from your plate. So adding the good stuff, adding the good vegetables, finding ways of eating more fruit, adding more water, rather than discarding any of the food groups. Yeah. So we wanted to go on to the next part of our talk, which is sugar. Tell me more, because there's so much on the news about what we should have, what we shouldn't have. And then... And then there was a time when smoothies were good and now smoothies are bad. Mm-hmm. Help yeah. us. So there's different types of sugar, right? We have two, we have two um, categories of sugar. So one is called free sugars um, or added sugar. And that's the first category. And the second category is your natural sugars. Now, free sugars in that category goes in the table sugar that you sort of add into food and drink. In that same category, you have um, syrups, fruit juice, and honey. And then you have natural sugars, which is um, the the sugars found naturally within fruits and in milk. Okay. Now, free sugars or added sugars, although honey, for example, you know, people will say that it's natural and it should be in the natural category. it's It's still classed as free sugars. Because all the sugars that are classed in that free sugar category, in terms of blood sugar levels, it will rise your blood sugar levels and make it drop very, very quickly. Okay, whereas natural sugars won't do that. And that up and down of your blood sugar levels, what will happen is that you'll get, you'll feel full of energy and really alive for a short period of time. But when you start crashing, that's when you're going to start getting low energy, low mood. That's when you're going to start going getting cravings. So we have to be mindful of how much free sugars that we're having, okay? And, um, you know, try to opt for the sugars found in, you know, whole fruits and in milk instead because they don't do the same thing as in terms of blood sugar levels like free sugars would. Now, people very much get confused about um, fruit juice and smoothies. Now, when... When a, let's take we take an orange for example, so a whole orange the sugar is in, intact in in the food matrix of that orange in the cells of that orange, but as soon as you blend that orange, you're losing all the fiber number one, but then the sugar crystals are basically released out of the cells, and that they then get converted into free sugars, and that free sugar is what makes your blood sugar levels go up and down and up and down. Now, to co- not to confuse you, but 150 ml of fruit juice or smoothies, for example, which is around this much, you know, counts towards your five a day, but it still contains vitamins and minerals that are good for you. But it is, it has been converted into free sugar, so we have to be mindful of how much we're consuming. So large amounts is, you know, is not good for your health. Um, and it's it's finding the balance between the two. You know, you can absolutely have fruit juice, you can have honey, you can have syrups, but it's just, it's finding the balance with it. And, and often people think that, okay, I'm not going to have table sugar, but I'm going to have honey instead because it's, it's you know, or um, 
maple syrup, for example, because it's it's healthier. But really, in terms of a blood sugar point of view, it's still going to make you go on peaks and troughs. So it's so important that we find the balance with it. So if I have a banana sliced up in a sandwich, yeah. because I do, ha- yeah. I am quite partial to peanut butter and banana sandwich. And if that same banana is in a smoothie, then I'm better yeah. off having it in, in the sandwich. Yes, exactly. And it doesn't necessarily mean that you can't blend up a banana and have it in a smoothie. But if you are making smoothies, try to think about your food groups and incorporate other food groups into that smoothie as well to help balance out your blood sugar levels. Because if it's just purely fruit, you know, um, because it's it's quite pure free sugars, it will make you go on that blood sugar roller coaster. So, for example, adding in some peanut butter, which will give you the healthy fats, yeah. or some nuts, for example, or some other vegetables, you know, some spinach, some carrots, or whatever, to balance out the food groups, or some oats, you know, um, and that will help sustain those those blood sugar levels rather than just concentrating on it as just pure fruit, uh, a pure fruit smoothie or fruit juice. Okay. So again, it's not about taking out that thing. It's about what other things can you add to it to balance. I really right. like that. Right. I really like exactly. that. Yeah. And, and this so, is this is a motive that I have with all my clients. It's just yeah. about what you can what can you add to make this dish healthier. You know, mm-hmm. it's not about what you can remove majority of the time. Mm-hmm. That's really, really good advice. Thank you. So what do you think are the challenges of looking after your nutrition, especially for an average working person? We've talked about the time constraints. Yeah. Um, You know, again, the time constraints is one of them, but the 3 p.m. slum, like that 3 p.m. feeling of feeling really Mm -hmm. de-energised. And again, that comes down to, you know, what are you... Are you having a your your new, a solid breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and um, the balance of the different food groups? Are you getting uh, you know adequate amount of water in? Um, again, think about what you can add rather than what you can remove. When you ha- are having snacks, what types of snacks are you having? Are you having snacks that will fuel you, or mm-hmm. is it going to sort of enhance that three pm you know de-energized feeling? Mm-hmm. Um, and how much movement you're getting in as well. So sometimes when we're you know, working from home or in the office, sometimes we're, we're sat on the computer for, you know, a few hours without moving. But actually getting up and moving is really, really, really important to help enhance your mood and help your energy levels. Um, so what I do is I give myself like 20 minute slots. So after 20 minutes, I get up and I move. If I can, if I can have a meeting whilst I'm talking, I'll have my AirPods in and I'm moving around in the house, or I go for a walk if it's more of a chilled out meeting, for example. So it's so you know you need to. It's one of the biggest challenges, but it's so important that you're getting that movement in, um, and having that that structure to your day. So making sure that you're having your three main meals, and if if you know that a busy day is coming up, is pre-preparing that and bulk cooking, for example, um, to help with that. You mentioned in that last few sentences um, a big weakness of mine, which is snacks. Yeah. I, I do like snacking. So could you give us some, um, you know, quickly give us a few ideas of healthy snacks that we can have throughout the day? 
Yeah, absolutely. And again, we need to start thinking about food groups, right? Mm-hmm. Combining different food groups to help sustain your blood sugar levels. So things like carrots um, and cucumber sticks with hummus. So that's your vegetables with your protein source. Peanut butter with apple. Again, that's your, your fat source, your protein source with a fruit. Um, fruit with yogurt, your dairy source with a portion of fruit, right? So when you're thinking about snacks, think about your food groups and how you can combine them. When you combine food groups, you will have more sustained energy because your blood sugar levels are going to sustain for longer. Now, if, for example, you are feeling a cookie, for example, you know, take that cookie, crumble it up on top of a yogurt. So you're still, you know, you're still um, feeling nourished uh, because if you have the cookie on its own, your blood sugar level is going to go up and down, up and down, up and down. But if you have it with the yogurt, it'll sustain it for longer. You'll get more energy for longer and you would have still satisfied that craving for that cookie. And sometimes mm-hmm. it's okay to have that cookie on its own. I'm not saying that we can't have cookies on its own, but more often than not, try to combine it with something else to nourish you. That's a really good point. So, Kena, I feel like we've only just touched the tip of this conversation, um, but sadly it's coming to to wrap up the podcast. If people want to learn more or to connect with you, where can they find you? So they can find me on Instagram. Um, my handle is Kena underscore nutrition. So that's where I'm most active. Or you can email me as well. Um, and my email is hello at sakainanutrition.com. And we'll put all of these links in the show notes. And what one main takeaway would you like our listeners to leave with? It's all about balance. Mm -hmm. Don't restrict yourself so much where you um, have Mm -hmm. a bad relationship with food. It's about finding the balance. It's every food can be incorporated in your diet, no matter what your goal is. Um, And food is fuel, but we also eat because we enjoy food. Um, so it's so important to remember that that's really good advice right so thank you so so much Um, and you know I've learned so much today I think for me the snack the snack advice you gave at the end which was combining so you don't get that big high and big low that's been super useful so before we sign off and say goodbye remember if you have enjoyed our podcast and you'd like to support then there is always the buy me a coffee link which is in the show notes and please connect through twitter you know anything just drop it by and say hello and you'll find us if you go to the seomindsetpodcast.co.uk slash twitter you'll find the link there and it's also in the show notes so i think this is a I think it's a university challenge goodbye. I seem to think this is what he said, so I'm going to have a go today. So until next time, it's goodbye from Sukaina. <laughs> what do I say after that? You say goodbye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> and it's goodbye from me. Take care, everyone. <laughs>